0: a baseball podcast ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for listening tuning in from Champaign, illinois my name is joel with me tonight are sam eli and special guest marin gang how's it going
1: uh hey joel this is sam I'm broadcasting, as usual, from Brooklyn, New York. My hot take this week has to do with Manny Machado. Manny, no one's fallen for your bullshit. Uh, Manny's publicist has been working very hard to kind of get rid of this, like, kind of jerk bad boy of baseball image now that he's in sunny Southern California. And he's doing all these, like, jokes with the mascots of the opposing teams. And they're all kind of doing all these, like, feel-good pranks. All I want to say, my hot take is like nobody forgets that you're a high spiking first baseman stomping douchebag, Manny Machado. No one's buying it. Boom.
0: <coughs>
2: yeah. What's up, everyone? This is Eli. I'm coming at you as per usual from Boston. My hot take this week is about the unknown element in baseball games. I'm talking specifically bees that added a buzz to a game this week. Between the Reds and the Giants that led to a game delay, these are actual bees that swarmed onto the field. And my hot take is that I think that we need to add some more elements like bees to all sporting events to spice it up. Throw in some <laughs> alligators. You know, do some real
1: Coliseum shit. Uh, right. <laughs>
0: the like, bees! The bees are
1: stinging my face! <laughs> right. It's like the you guys chase a fly ball down in right field and they just let the lions out from the outfield. Uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
3: Would epipens be be okay
2: on the field? Yeah. The catcher has to kill
1: No no EpiPen. No EpiPen.
2: You ben. die, you die.
1: There's only one EpiPen, like, and you have to fight for it.
3: <laughs> or
0: throw at a glass of field. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Introduce yourself, Moon.
3: Uh, hi, my name is Marin, and I'm coming at you from Portland, Oregon. My hot take this week is that I think the Hulu sports commercials are hilarious because they're not trying to hide the fact of how much money they're actually paying Damien Lillard and Giannis, the Greek god. Um, so that's pretty cool.
0: Damien Lillard, most
3: marketable person in sports. True? Right. Mm, I would argue no. Myself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Even though I like Damien Lillard a lot, I would probably say no. He has like, no facial expressions whatsoever. That's his whole shit. Yeah, but like how do you market that?
0: Yeah. Uh like like uh what's um Zoolander's thing? Blue, blue Steel. Streets? What's blue it called? Steel. Blue, blue Steel. 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 Yeah. Blue yeah. Steel. Yeah, Lillard is the uh, expert at the blue steel. Mm-hmm. That's
3: true. <laughs>
0: What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Once again, my name is Joel. I'm in Champaign, Illinois. My hot take tonight, I'm on the Manny Machado bandwagon. Oh. I love this shit. He and the Atlanta Braves mascot, they've got a hilarious thing going. Did you see it? With the mascot, stole his money. Oh my gosh. Manny Machado, and then he Instagrammed about Star Wars and the Dodgers with the evil Empire and San Diego was like the Jedi. Manny Machado plays in my heart. I am on that bandwagon. And I am not a sucker for advertising at all. You're (laughs) like I I am Major League Baseball's target audience
1: somebody's falling for your bullshit Manny Machado that's as
0: yeah, that Joel that is Joel <laughs> hey everybody hey thanks so much for everyone who listened to last week's trio of episodes we talked about Game of Thrones we talked about transgressions in professional sports sexual violence racism didn't get a lot of jokes in on that one right or a lot of
1: listeners for that yeah, matter actually, so actually yeah
3: Actually, a fair amount of people listen to that episode. Nice,
0: that one. So. Yeah, what'd you uh, think? It was sad but good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I think that's the general take on Obi. Right. Yeah. <laughs> good but sad. <laughs> Thanks for everybody who listened. Shout out, man, Portland, Oregon, Sandy, Oregon, Providence, Rhode Island. Rochester, Minnesota, Sheboygan. Sheboygan. Um, Also, Brazil, Taiwan, uh, New York City, and Brooklyn. So, thanks everybody who listened. Tell your friends. Check us out on all your social media platforms. Please, please, please subscribe to us on Apple iTunes. Give us a subscription, a rating, and a review. We will read it on the air. Search Dump on the ump. Um. All right, so let's start off with NBA playoffs. Playoffs are going on right now. Eli, I want to kick it to you because last week you made the bold prediction of the Boston Celtics versus the Portland Trail Blazers in the NBA Finals. A week later, that is looking like a really bad take.
2: Yeah, I feel like just a big <laughs> Tell you the truth. Um, since my prediction, the Celtics have not won again. They're down three to one currently, and going up um, on the road against Giannis and stupid Milwaukee Bucks um, Wednesday night, which could be the last game. But you know, it's not impossible to come back from three one. So I'm not giving up all hope. Like uh, it, you know, I may feel a lot different after Wednesday, but. I'm a believer. I mean, believer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, also, the Celtics' best player, Kyrie Irving, is sucking it up big time right now, right? Well,
2: you know what? He's getting a lot of shit, but um, I think, and this is interesting because um, on the 538 blog that Nate Silver does today, he made a point that I also feel where, like, Kyrie Irving is going to be Kyrie Irving, and and the majority of the time he's going to perform. And yes, he's had a couple bad games, but really the problem of the Boston Celtics right now are Jason Tatum, Gordon Hayward, and um, Brown. Because those guys, Brown and Tatum, have totally regressed. And Hayward scored two points after playing 27 minutes in the game on Monday night. And that's just unacceptable from what's supposed to be your second best player on the team.
0: Yeah, no, I think the big problem is Hayward. Um like, the, these are the Celtics who last year, as you've said over and over again, Eli, they took LeBron to Game 7 with, what, Tatum and Brown and Scary Terry. Scary Terry, yep.
3: They're not up against the Greek God.
0: So, but they, but were, they weren't up against the Greek God. I would agree with you on that. But the question I don't
3: is, like that it's called the Greek Freak. I like Greek God way better.
0: <laughs> he, he looks more like God than he does a Freak. You what? go with the you go with the alliteration rather than the rhyme scheme.
3: Yeah, or just the fact that he looks like a god
0: and not a freak. Well, that okay. <laughs> the whole the thing Boston. is that nobody pronounce it. No one can pronounce his last name.
3: Right. That's why he's Giannis. <laughs> he's a freak
2: yeah. yeah, Giannis has got a good ring to it. Um, we beat them in the playoffs last year though, and that was Giannis's first first trip to the playoffs. And he obviously is a much better player this year. Um but I think it's common for younger players to sort of regress in a year after they overperform. And I think that's what's happening with Brown and Tatum and um Gordon Hayward is you know, he's coming back from a really bad injury, but to me, that's less of a an excuse. He just, you know, he either needs to be sitting and letting one of those younger guys try and step up or perform. And he's not doing that.
0: So here's my alternative theory though. I think Gordon Hayward's overpaid. I get that he's coming back from that debilitating leg injury, but like don't play him. Don't play Gordon Hayward. Go with your, go with the guys who got you there last time. And so I would actually challenge uh, Boston. I don't know if it's coaching or management. I would challenge their scheme. Like, fuck Gordon Hayward. Bench yeah. the motherfuckers and go with the guys who got you there. And, and like Kyrie's good. <laughs> I, I'm not a Kyrie fan. I'm gotta be honest. I'm not a Kyrie fan. Why not? He's good. I'm not Kevin Durant fan, but he's good. But somebody needs to
1: step up. I mean, if you're saying Jason Tatum and <clears throat> Gordon Hayward and Jalen Brown and Kyrie Irving are playing poorly, then all of their points are coming off of the bench. Is that what's happening? Well, that's yeah. like your entire starting lineup, basically. Yeah,
2: yeah it's like the best player is like, Horace uh, and... He's, you know, he's a sick guy at best, really. I mean, he can't be your your best player. And, and to be fair, Hayward played really well in the first series when they swept 4-0. Um, so it's not like he can't do it, which is what I don't understand about him. That it seems like he has it, but sometimes he just, he looks like he's afraid he's going to break his leg out there.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, thank you.
3: Did you guys see Nurkic? He broke his leg out there, and that was gruesome and disgusting. So, like, that happens,
0: you know.
3: Right. So how much
0: of players is actually playing with that thought in mind? Like, is there, like, a PTSD thing that Haywood's going through?
1: Maybe. You see all those guys who get elbowed in the face, and then they wear those, like, scary plastic face guards for a year because they have, like, the fear, you know? Hamilton for the
0: Pistons. Yeah, for yep. Yeah, yeah. That's a good goal. Sure. I think there's something to do with that. But here's my other take. I think I think the Greek god is the best player on that on the court. And the best player, the team with the best player tends to win almost always. Not always, but almost always.
1: Do you think that he's the best player on the court in the playoffs in the NBA this year?
0: No, I think Kevin Durant is, and I Still. think Leonard. Yeah, no, I I don't like Kevin Durant, but I think he's the best player on the court in the NBA playoffs. Man, it way, like you I, like Kevin Durant. What? No, no, he's a whiny bitch. No, I don't like Kevin Durant. I think he's the best player, but you, and should, you can, like LeBron James, and LeBron James is a whiny bitch. No, but LeBron James is like transcending the. Float in meaningful ways. Kevin Durant hasn't done that yet. Oh,
2: man. We can go down this rabbit <laughs> and hole. And
0: now he's going to For- make space. I want to hear about Portland. Rip City?
2: Rip
3: City.
0: Rip City.
3: Rip City. Holy shit. This is like the closest that we've holy ever come <laughs> to winning ever. And it's pretty exciting. Also, pretty like emotionally draining because there have been a lot of pretty epic games um that have been I feel like have
0: had the most like down to the wire games man Yeah, agree?
3: they've been Okay, so Lewis and I my partner went to um, the final game against OKC and we were there when Damian Lillard made his buzzer beating three-pointer from That's amazing. Pete. And it was epic. Like we were down 6 points with 44 minutes or something ridiculous left to go and um it was just like an emotional roller coaster and it was crazy and then when they came back against denver we were like maybe we should just like not even bother buying tickets because how can we like go to a game that's gonna ever be as epic as that one like there's no, <laughs> there's no way this game is gonna be like anything close to it and then they go into like four overtimes <laughs> and play until like 11 30 at night and um
0: we Wait, didn't.
3: At the <laughs> West Coast,
0: 1130 at night on the West Coast.
3: <laughs> Sorry, on the West Coast. Yeah, it was, what, 230? Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. 230 at you know, the East Coast.
3: Yeah, talking Coast. about, like, the ESPN announcers were all about, like, oh, and all these guys with a late-night program, they're still hanging out in New York. Hope they're still awake over there. when <laughs> It's, like, 3 a.m. Oh, and they still have to work about oh, the game. Oh, I was there. Only,
2: like, <laughs> and so I watched it. I it, watched was, it the whole thing.
3: Eli. It was so epic. It was so but emotional. It,
2: it was. And I really wanted to go to bed, but then, like, It went to overtime, and I was like, oh, I'm I'm too, like, I'm emotionally invested in this game. I'll I'll just watch the fifth. Well,
3: it's five more minutes. No big deal.
2: And that happened four times, and I was like, this is the worst decision of mine. Great. I mean, they were so tired at the end of that game.
3: Yeah. But then did you hear the interview with CJ McCollum at the end? No. the One of the announcers talked to him at the end and was like, how tired are you, CJ? Like, really? Tell me. CJ was like, no, man. I'm like, great. I'm ready. Let's do it. This is my job. This is what I train for. This is what I live for. I'm ready. <laughs> so he was like claiming to be totally fresh and ready to go after well, four what overtime.
2: about that is that they brought, they sat Rodney Hood all the way from the fourth quarter until like the fourth overtime and they brought him in I, I don't i don't know why he was sitting that whole time and they brought him in but he was like it was like you know bringing in the your your substitutes in in a 90 minute soccer game in like the last 20 minutes of the game you know he came like jogging in Yeah, all he the,
0: literally skipped
3: skipped yeah. he literally skipped onto they, the court galloped is what they were saying he galloped onto Gallop. the court
0: Okay. Yeah. No, okay. no, he skipped. He did not do a masculine thing like Gallup. He skipped. But he was showing that like he had legs which nobody else had at that point.
3: Right. So, <clears throat> Something that was kinda of interesting is that Rodney Hood has apparently had several instances on past teams where he's like dealt with confidence issues before. And so like the fact that he was able oh. to not choke in the final minutes of the game and perform well was like a big deal because in the past he's had issues with confidence and that's why he's been let go from teams before.
0: Yeah, he just that
2: that uh, overtime.
3: Yeah, he crushed it.
2: McCullum was out of his mind, though. Like, that guy had a career game, it felt like. And um, I saw that that Lillard 3 in the game that you went to, they've already... Made that into a huge banner that's in the hallway when they come in from the locker room, right?
3: Yeah, it's already like plastered on the
2: wall. Instant classic. You know that you're in a city that doesn't have a lot of basketball moments when like something like that immediately turns into the locker moment. No offense. Just no, it's
3: true. It's true. We haven't, I don't think, we've <laughs> had a, like, self Shut up, Celtics like, like, ridiculous. <clears throat>
1: So let me ask you a question, Marin. because I, you know, as everyone knows, don't give a shit about the actual games and basketball. So what's the vibe like in Portland? Like, is there is are like all the hipsters like sewing blazers patches onto their messenger bags and like all the strip clubs are like packed and they have like TVs in there, you know, is it that kind of thing or is it kind of the basketball fans or the basketball fans and it's not kind of affecting everything?
3: <laughs> well i would like to be able to comment on all the strip clubs that i've gone through in the last <laughs> week but uh, unfortunately <laughs> uh cut off air i think everybody's watching the games i think that right like even 60 year old ladies that lewis works with at the hospital stayed up till 11 30 at the strip clubs stayed up till 11 30 to watch the four overtime games right like Even old white ladies are watching all of our Blazer games. Um, That being said, in terms of, like, people getting super on board with it, I think it's still your, like, major Blazer fans that are, like, repping the company and wearing gear and being super stoked and, like, cheering in the streets after games. Like, I don't know. I mean, people are stoked, but I haven't seen any exceptional craft gear coming out of our wins recently. Right. And so I was at a crash. Are you ex- If, like, they
1: go to the finals, are you, like, expecting riots in the streets or not Not quite?
3: No, we live in Portland. Nobody riots in Portland. <laughs> We're too tame. We'll be, like, cheering at coffee shops and maybe naming some, like, beers after.
1: Right,
3: yeah. <laughs> DJ McCullough and Miller. Yeah.
1: The but Rip City we'll be- Craft Brew.
3: Yeah. <clears throat> Exactly, um, like the I think somebody already has like a Terry Porter, Porter beer. Oh yeah, that's that's a slam dunk.
1: No pun intended. Exactly.
0: (coughs) The Terry Porter. Yeah, the Terry Porter. Yeah, I get it. So okay, Marin, do you think we can win against Denver? Uh, It's two two now. We got to win in Denver again. What do you think?
3: I think we can win in Denver. I think that Damien Lillard has had fucking mind blank. I don't know. He's just, like, fucked up.
0: LSD-inducing performances.
3: Yeah. Like, he's been super off the two home games that they have been at. And the only way that we, like, pulled off one win said it too is that like other people from the bench kind of stepped up but he's just been super off and so I think that if the game is on the line I think Dame is pretty good at like talking himself up and then like having a really epic showing so if Damian Lillard can get out of his mind blank then he should be fine and I think we can definitely win if Damian Lillard or C.G. McCollum are really on Mm -hmm. um If he can't get out of his, like, weird mind block, then I don't think we will. But I think we have a good chance of beating Denver. And then I think if we come up against Golden State or even Houston, because they're at 2-2 now, right? Yeah, they're at 2-2. Yeah, we should talk about this. So my prediction would be Golden State. And I think if we come up against Golden State, we'd have to, like, every single player on our team would have to be Fucking
0: awesome. Point, yeah. Can I
3: cuss your podcast? Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool.
1: It's it's encouraged, actually.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you're not cussing. You're not doing it right.
0: <laughs> you and I were texting. I was predicting, gold, like, going down to the... Let's talk about Golden State-Houston for a minute. Because going down to the wild in Game 3, that Houston ended up winning in overtime... Man, you and I were texting, and I was like, Golden State's going to sweep. Because I saw this as Houston giving Golden State their best shot, and they were going to come up short. And coming up short, yeah. But it didn't happen. Like, Houston ended up winning in overtime, and then they won game four.
3: I mean, I think that Houston has a lot of similarities in Portland in that they have, like, one-star player for the most part, and, like, decent backup people bench players. And so if their one star player is like super on, then they can totally dominate. But if their one star player is not super on, then they struggle. And so I think that's the one thing that Golden State like has more of than Portland and Houston is that they have more star players, right? Like they've got Kevin Durant and then when Kevin Durant is not on, they've got Steph Curry. And when they have don't have Steph Curry, they've got Clay Thompson and they've got you know, Draymond Green. And so like all those people can step up and do really well too.
0: And yeah, that's the Draymond that... Green never closes mouth. No.
3: <sighs> no. And I got,
1: he also doesn't really score many points. He can't like step up.
0: He can like, But he does No, he's always going to be the guy that you don't go to gets that three. That's the dagger. Right? But he's
3: never going to be the guy that gets like 35 to 40 points. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. like
1: the guy who's going to step
0: on LeBron
1: James nuts while he's laying on the ground
3: and, and then be like,
1: like what,
0: what? Or poke James Harden in the other <laughs> eye. <laughs>
3: Dude, I've been to some games against the yeah. State with the Blazers, and Draymond Green is the biggest fucking shit talker and fucker yeah. <laughs> I've ever seen. I hate, I hate that guy so, he so much. Me <laughs> too. I fucking hate that guy. I'm a deep
0: Draymond. I love him.
3: You He's wish so he was bad. not your team. That being said, Kevin Durant is also a huge pussy. Yes. Yeah, I was talking to my friend,
0: my friend who is a Golden State Warriors fan, and she was like, no, nobody likes Kevin Durant. He's a weirdo. He's a weirdo. Like, all the other NBA players are like, yeah, he's really good, but, like, he has no friends in the NBA. Because he's a weirdo. (laughs) Sad, poor dude. Poor dude. That's why. That's why he makes sock puppet Twitter account. (laughs) Yeah.
3: The sock puppet Twitter account. Yes, you didn't know about this. Oh, that's so weird. He does this. Oh, that makes me uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah. It is. It's very
1: uncomfortable.
2: (laughs) Makes everyone uncomfortable except for Kevin Durant.
3: (laughs) Except himself. Um did you guys see any of the post game interviews of Jokic after the last Blazer game Blazer no, no, no. Nuggets game So <laughs> this guy you should watch the interviews he's really bad at interviews yeah. He apparently like picked up the mic and immediately like tore it in half and broke it and then they had to like come um, give him a new mic because he broke the one that he had And then somebody was like oh like how do you prepare for this you know game how do you how did you prepare for game 4 and he was like, well, I, I slept, I watched a cool TV program, and then I slept. I didn't really think of the game much, and then I showered. So it was, like, very specific detail of, like, his entire 48-hour plan. So is he, like, the Hulk? Yeah, he's, like, <laughs> kind of dumb kind of dumb. Maybe it's like language dumb, barrier. Weird. Is he dumb or is he just
0: Serbian? Right. It could.
3: He. Yeah. Could just be a oh. language barrier. But I don't know. I don't know. He could just be dumb. That would be funny.
0: I. I. I don't mind Jokic. Uh. Because I like my big dumb Easter from the Balkans. <laughs> like. Oh. Okay. All right. All right. Here's why I like Jokic. Because of Arvidas Sabonis. Like, you gotta love Arvidas Sabonis. And big, white, like, Eastern European dudes who just adopt NBA culture because they're big, fucking, white, Eastern European dudes.
3: I love Enos Kanter for the same reason. But he's not, he doesn't seem as, like, dopey to me. He seems, like, way more with it and, like, polished and kind of clean cut and also just, like, subtle. He seems more subtle. Maybe it's just that. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. And he's got a a thing going.
0: So here's my question, though. Is Jokic good?
3: Yes. Yes. Very good, yeah. yeah. And I do, I am impressed with his, like, ability to read the floor and know, like, who's open and what to do when. Yeah. And that, like, shows that he's probably not super, super dumb, but. Right, no, right. And and
0: that's, like, the mystery of the Denver Nuggets. Like, I was like, what the fuck? The Denver Nuggets are the two seed? Like, yeah. who do they have on their team? They've it's got, just him. It's over. him. It, it's Paul Murray who can go yeah. up. Eddie.